Harvesters. Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. I'm your host, T. James, and we'll plant seeds in our healing garden. Here, we'll grow into self-discovery, self-love, and self-worth. Let's start this growing season. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back, my harvesters. Welcome back, any returning listeners, my faithfuls, my harvesters. For any new listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for deciding to plant some seeds in your own healing garden. I am T. Janes. I'm the creator of The Harvest and The Harvest Podcast. I you know, started all of this based on my own near-death experience, my spiritual awakening, you know, resulted from that. And then from there, it's just been healing upon healing upon healing since July 31st, 2019. And with that, there have been ups and downs in my life. There have been pauses with this podcast, with my platform on Instagram. It's just been all across the board, some changes for that ass. But we're here. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for y'all. Um, this episode returning, you know, since we're in Virgo season, that fresh start giving me the opportunity to really hone in on what my skills are, you know, to stand firm more into my authenticity and all I'm gonna say is that if you are actively healing never stop yourself from doing so allow the change to come through no matter how ugly it gets no matter how sad you get no matter how angry you get Days you don't want to get out of bed. Days you don't want to face anybody. Allow yourself to go through every single thing that comes up for you. Because in the end, it will be worth it. And you will continue to shed your skin and have a rebirth and be reborn. So that you can continue to shed your light for those around you. And allowing those to see it. But God damn, let me tell you. Woo, chap. So as I was saying before, um, you know, the last episode, episode 36, which I hope that y'all are all caught up because we about to clear out the rest of the Ascension series so we can go ahead and we can start, you know, get, get getting into the shadow work series because I got some stories for y'all about this goddamn shadow work. Okay. But since March 27th, and if you are not aware, which um, I think I, I have mentioned it. I think I mentioned it on episode 36 at the beginning. Um, and then even in some, um, my posts on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, um, my best friend was killed back in March. And at that point, like my whole world, it stopped because I really didn't know. I didn't know how to move forward because it was such a sudden loss. It was a loss that it really shifted so much for me. So much that I, I just, I stopped literally everything. I really stopped everything. I took a, I took a break, um, 
I was not active on Instagram. I wasn't active on any social media platforms other than Twitter every now and then. But as far as putting any work into the podcast, I had stopped. And I, you know, loss is definitely something that comes in our life. And it really makes us reevaluate a lot of things that's going on. And even with grief, grief comes at many different ways. It comes at us in the sense of us grieving our old selves. It comes at us grieving those that are close to us that we may have lost as they've transitioned into another lifetime. And so with this particular loss, it shook a bitch. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I'm I'm not gonna hold you. It shook my ass to the core. And it really allowed me to rethink a lot of things in my life for the good. Definitely for the good. Um, We question a lot of things that happen in our lives. We question like, okay, well, is this something that's for my greatest good? But then it all comes back to us being able to surrender and trust our divine guidance, trusting source, trusting God. Trusting our ancestors, trusting spirits, trusting our angels that guide us daily. It really gets to the point where we have to surrender. We have to allow. And I fought. Oh, I fought. I fought like a kid. I fought like a toddler. Because even with me backing away from everything, there was still so many other things that was taking place behind the scenes. Um, Me recognizing my self-worth, speaking up for myself. My mom and I, we weren't speaking. <laughs> we were not speaking. And what's crazy is she stopped talking to me a week before Tamisha was killed. And she didn't tell me happy birthday. My birthday was April, in April, April 14th. She didn't tell me happy birthday. I spent two weeks in Florida during that time while it was great to be able to get away. and keep. I was still living in Richmond, which now I'm back in the 757. Yes. So like the transitions, they don't stop. So it's like so many things happen during this period leading up to now. And let me tell you, change is inevitable. Growth is inevitable. And the more we try to be resistant to that change, the more... You know, the the more louder the messages are going to come through, the signs, they're going to come through very boldly. They're going to come through different people, things. It's going to be so many different things that's going to make us sit down and be like, okay, little bitch, I know you. I know you hear me calling you, Miss Honey. Okay? Like, I know you hear me. I know you see me. I know you feel me. I'm present like ever before. You're being resistant. So what do I have to do to shake shit up for you in order for you to sit down and understand? I just really had to surrender. I had to just sit back and just be like, okay, you know what? You got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. For real. Like, y'all got it. I don't know what else to do. And it took me also detaching myself from specific environments for me to find myself all over again. Even with, you know, I also realized moving back to the 757, that also opened up the opportunity for family wounds, mother wounds, father wounds, um, for all of these things to start taking place in healing. 
So that's also what I'm dealing with too. But nonetheless, <clears throat> we still planting seeds in this healing garden, y'all. And so that's why I'm so grateful, you know, to have returned because I know that we've been doing the work. It's been hard. It's been ugly, but we're grateful. Nonetheless, I still want you to remind yourself of how powerful you are. Even in the midst of all these, you know, crazy storms, we still got it. We got it. But since you are returning, since if you are a new listener, I want you to follow, like, and share. Um, please know that you can also become a monthly subscriber. It's not much, but it also helps me to be able to bring more content to you and more episodes so that you can continue to work on you and actively heal and plant these seeds in your healing garden. Because if you're not watering them, they're not going to grow, right? Right. But just not even in that sense, like, I want to be able to provide you with the best, the best, nothing but the best because you deserve nothing less. Oh, that rhyme bars. (laughs) I don't want you to receive anything less than what you do, what you deserve. So, you know, if you decide to become a monthly subscriber, I'm eternally grateful for you. If not, we still going to keep it rocking. You still a part of, you are now a harvester because you listen to, you're listening to this today. You are a harvester. Even if you started from listening to episode one, you are a harvester. Also keep in mind that you can leave voice notes. If there's something in mind that stuck out to you in a particular episode, leave me a voice note on it. I love to hear the feedback. I also leave questions or, um, you know, just things to allow you to think about what it is that we're talking about in the or what I'm talking about in the episode. So, you know, if there's some questions, give me some feedback on that. Whether it's on Instagram, whether it's, you know, whatever platform that you are listening to, I want you to take the opportunity to really sit and reflect and do some introspection on a lot of the things that's being asked during these episodes, whatever is coming up for you. And a lot of what you listen to, it may not affect you. And if it doesn't, only take what does and move it on. But Share it with someone else who it may, you know, something may hit for them. And I'm continuously grateful. If you follow me on Instagram, um, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, Clubhouse, both my personal page on Instagram as well, definitely follow me. All of this will be in the show notes. Follow me. Follow me. I'm going to be getting back active. I started work. And we all know what happened last time I started working. (laughs) <laughs> I broke my fibula, not at work, but it was, you know, they were telling me to sit the fuck down. And because of that, I ended up breaking my fibula. But um, moving back to the 757 allowed me to recognize what I wanted to do in order to move forward to be able to feel stable because I have a lot of placements in Taurus. And for me, I struggle with change and stability. And because I never really felt like I had that, even though I did, my my basic needs were met. I don't want that to be ever misconstrued. My basic needs have always been met. But there were other things outside of that that I did not receive. And so I never felt any type of stability. So whenever change happens, I'm like, I'm literally like that Mr. Crab meme. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can't, what, who, when, why, what? You No, we're not doing this. And I'm still going to therapy. I found a CODA meeting here and I was supposed to go. I have not been these past two Fridays only because, you know, there's no excuse. I'm going to make it my mission to to go. And um, it's just been, it's so many, it's so many things that have transitioned. 
But um, that also that now leads us into what did I learn this past week? So um, I started working on the 15th of August. And during that first week, I had a panic attack, which was then followed by a migraine. And it was my body adjusting to working, being back in an environment. And I'm working in a dental office now, and it's very fast-paced. There is a lot of energy that is coming in and out of that office, not just with the energy coming in and out of that office, but also the energy that I work with. So taking all of that on, understanding my own purpose with what I'm doing with work, understanding um, how I can regulate my emotions in these types of environments. The anxiety was like on high. It really was. Like I had a fucking anxiety attack to where like I went to the ER. <laughs> yes, I went to the ER. Um, so I, I'm still managing and getting my anxiety under control, which is a day-to-day, step-by-step process. And anyone who suffers from anxiety and depression... We all know that each day is completely different for us. What we did yesterday may not be what we do tomorrow. But what we have to really focus on is understanding that the control that we are seeking is not meant for us to always have. Meditate on it. We can only control what we can And those are our emotions, our reactions to what is said or done to us, our feelings, our emotions. Those are the things that we can control. And once I realized that, things really started getting better these past couple weeks. And not to mention, you know, the money that I'm making really, really helps. And... I really feel like I have been able to develop a better relationship with my second house because my relationship with money was not always the best. And so being having going a year without working, um, which was, again, my choice, allowed me to have a, a better understanding and relationship with money. Excuse me. But I'm really not going to hold you long. Um You know, I'm just so happy and excited to be back. And I know that when you listen to this episode, as we get into talking about self-worth, you start to think about ways that you diminished your own self-worth. Ways that you did not see your self-worth. How did you develop your self-worth? We'll be getting into the nine pillars of what self-worth is. And for me, going through all of those really helped me to sit back and be like, okay, you know, this is this is something I need to work on a little bit more. Or you've done the work. I'm so proud of you. So like, it's been a lot of aha moments lately. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to hold y'all long because I really want y'all to get into this episode. I do. So again, welcome back. Welcome back to my new and returning listeners Thank y'all for continuing to rock with me. I I learned so much and I just I can't wait to share everything with you guys and look forward to the next chapters that we all are about to go through in our lives. And with that, we um we gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into the show. Okay? So let's get to it.
So today's affirmation of the day is there's no need for me to change myself for others. And that definitely speaks volumes because a lot of times we feel that we need to change ourselves in order to fit in with other people or that people aren't accepting of who we are. But it's definitely, it's, it's super important that you know who you are and whose you are, as Vaughn would say, on her lives daily, which make sure you check her out. Melanated Dope on Instagram, please check out her daily spiritual chats that she has according, you know, to the planetary, the, day, the planetary days, which we know Sunday is Sunday, Monday, Moon Day, Tuesday, Mars Day, Wednesday is Mercury Thursday's Jupiter, Friday's Venus, and Saturday is Saturn. So she typically goes live all of those days, if not during the day, then during the evening. And, you know, just pulling some cards and spilling some tea. That's about it. So as I digress <laughs> with knowing who you are and knowing whose you are, it's super important that we know that. And which is why we're talking about self-worth today. We've heard a lot about you know, how we need to make sure that we have self-worth, but what exactly is self-worth? If you don't really know, then it's going to be kind of hard for you to pinpoint that down as far as how to gain or have self-worth or to recognize your self-worth. But, you know, it's a very different from self-esteem because it comes from the outside validation that you, you, you're seeking, the validation that you seek from other people, self-worth, it definitely comes all from within, from who you know that you are to the core of your being. And nobody can shake that, you know, even if you've worked on yourself to the point where, you know, you stand firm in your beliefs and no one can sway those, you've reached your higher self, you know, so to speak. So no one can tell you who you are because a lot of times they get stuck on knowing the old you and not willing to know who you are now because of your changed behaviors. I mean, and I'm guilty of that myself. You know, we focus so much on someone's past self and the way that they behaved. And typically, you know how they treated us, that we don't want to move forward with getting to know that new them. So, you know, and I really had to do some introspection and reflection upon myself throughout this healing journey because for a while, I really didn't understand or even recognize my own self-worth. I, especially when it came to relationships, jobs, my family, you know, I also I really struggled with low self-esteem and that was from childhood even into like I would say parts of adulthood I did struggle with some um some self-image and you know low self-esteem a lot of that because I got picked on when I was younger so that really skewed my perception that I had of myself and I didn't trust my own judgment a lot of the time so it was like you know my <laughs> I would make a decision, but I would never fully follow through with it because, you know, I was worried about what the outcome was going to be, what people were going to think about it, how they were going to feel about it instead of just trusting my own gut and judgment and going along with, you know, with the flow of things. So what, what opinion do you have about yourself? Think about that for a minute. What opinion do you have about yourself? Are there things that you feel like you deserve? Like, do you think you deserve the good things that come to you in life? And for a long time, no, I did not. I did not. I didn't feel like I deserved anything good because of how I would treat people. And I know that a lot of it was, you know, survive, living in survival, you know, a lot of trauma responses. I pretty much treated people how they treated me, although I was very open and willing to do any and everything for, you know, the people that I fucked with. And... But it's like, you know, 
you make me upset. That's you. You got to see another side of me. Not so much, you know, that I would flip the fuck out, but it's like my level of anger was more on like the quiet side. But when I got mad, I trust me, you heard me. I definitely, you heard me. You heard me. But a lot of times if I was mad or if I was upset about something, I typically, I, a lot of times I would, I wouldn't outwardly show it a lot. Like you could tell I was upset about something by my face or, you know, how I would respond. But if it was something that really, really upset me, then there was, a, you know, I was vocal. I would yell and, you know, shit like that. So, but I've definitely, I've learned to be more responsive than reactive as we have all learned <laughs> over time. But another thing I really want you to think about, um, do you have a belief that you are a bad person and that you deserve bad things because of how you may have treated people in the past or how, you know, because of how things were done to you, like the trauma that you experienced? Do you feel like because of those moments in your life that you are a bad person and you deserve all the bad things? And for a long time, I felt like that. I felt like I deserved those bad things that happened to me because, you know, some of the bad things that I've done to people. Karma was on my ass. I I believed in karma. But that didn't stop me from being proactive and treating people the way that I did. That's all I know. Like, I know that a lot of the stuff that I did, it would just it just came right back full circle because that was my karma. I sowed the seeds that I planted and it wasn't in my healing garden. (laughs) It was not in my healing garden, but a lot of my worth, it depended on what people thought about me. That codependency. That codependency, that attachment. It truly depended on what people thought about me. Did they think I was a nice person? Did they think that, you know, that I was giving, that I was caring? Did they know that I loved them? Did they think I was two-faced? Or what are they saying about me? Like, I really, I use a lot of energy, a lot of energy with thinking and feeling this. And I know a lot of that was tied to codependency, but, you know, later, you know, well, it's present day rather, that's when I really realized how codependency and attachment, how much of a major ass role they played in my life and, and self-worth for that matter. They played a big role in the, in my self-worth, my relationships, like my intimate relationships, my interactions with people. Time spent alone. I had to really be okay with being by myself because I would always seek out, you know, attention. Not even just from from males. I just wanted to be around people. I didn't want to be alone, you know? So it gets to the point where you have to become comfortable in your solitude because that's what's going to help you with knowing who you are, knowing your likes, your dislikes. How do you handle your anger? 
you know, replaying, you know, old scenarios and thinking about how you would have handled those. But thinking about it now, present day, how you will handle it, knowing what you know. So like over the past two years, I've been doing the work. I've been, you know, doing the shadow work. I've had several failed situations. <laughs> I consider them situationships because that's exactly what they were. They they were there for that specific situation. And, you know, for me, for that, all of that to take place, you know, my near-death experience, you know, having to, you know, losing two cars or three cars, rather, um, you know, having to move in with friends. Like, all of these are very humbling moments that also tied into me recognizing my self-worth because then I realized that because I now know my self-worth, I have to start doing something about it. I have to start speaking up for myself. But I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So with that, we are going to talk about the nine self-worth pillars, which I did not know that there were such, but we're going to learn about them today. I ain't going to be before you long, church, but know that um, we will be educated on today as well as some, you know, some little personal anecdotes that's going to be... Um, that's going to be sprinkled throughout the episode. It's not going to be very long. I'll tell you that much. But you're going to walk away learning something and being able to reestablish and rebuild your self-worth because we all need that. We all need to have a good sense of self-worth because then, I mean, you're just going to be strong along and let any and everyone sway your decision when you should be able to think and do for self. So with these nine pillars... Um, it's awareness, connection, acceptance, compassion, trust, respect, self-belief, value, and love. So we're going to start with awareness. My um, my therapist gave me a worksheet to work on, on self-awareness when I first started therapy. I haven't finished it, but she said it wasn't anything that I needed to finish all in one sitting. That over time that I could work on it. So that is something that I do plan on getting back to, but... When I initially started that worksheet, it was really, really hard. It was hard because I didn't really know my self-worth. There were certain parts of me that I felt very secure in, but other, no. Mm -mm. A lot of the things that it was asking, I really had to sit and think about this or either I was like, okay, I'm going to have to come back to this. But the more that I recognized about myself, the easier it became. The more work that I continued to do, the easier it became for me to refer back to that worksheet and answer some of the questions or finish some of the statements. that Because a lot of them were open-ended statements where I would complete, complete it with whatever thought came up for me. And a lot of times I had to leave it blank because I didn't know. I did not know. And, you know, when you're aware that everything you do and say are influenced by, you know, childhood conditioning, that's when you sit back and you're like, oh, my fucking God. That's why. That's why I can't communicate the way that I need to. That's why, I, you know, don't really express my emotions the way that I need to. I mean, it was like a light bulb that went off. Matter of fact, a whole a room full of light bulbs. But it's like you really you start to let go of that shame and that guilt. And you make real changes 
that apply to you becoming more self-aware. And I kid you not, once you develop that self-awareness, nobody is going to be able to, to make you, no one's going to be able to make you feel differently about yourself. Knowing what your values are. What do you value? What are your beliefs? Because a lot of times we have these self-learning beliefs that we were conditioned to learn from our childhood that we take into adulthood. Feeling like, you know, I'm not supposed to have these emotions. I'm not supposed to, you know, you know, feel sad. I'm always supposed to, you know, be productive so that I don't, I'm not viewed as being lazy. And I realized how much of a procrastinator that I really am because I felt like certain things that I would do would be like, oh my God, I got to do this. And a lot of times I would be intimidated by certain things and that's why I wouldn't start it. This podcast being one of them. But journaling is definitely, it's going to help you. It will help you because you're, I feel like any, anything that you feel, it comes up, write it down. You're becoming more aware of what that emotion is. Then it trickles down to where you keep figuring out and understanding, okay, this is where this came from. Why do I always feel like, you know, people are saying negative things about me? Well, did I do something to make them, to make them think that? No, you know, I've been pretty upfront. So a lot of times when we think what is really going on, it's really not. It's all in, it's all our perception. It is all our perception. Second one, connection. So anxiety played a major, major role in how connected I felt with myself. And that wasn't very close. That was, it wasn't very, very close. A lot of things that I said did not align with the things that I did. And I would have moments of anxiety, but I understood, I never, well, before I didn't understand where it was coming from. I just knew it was like all of a sudden my mind would just start going on this roller coaster of all these different types of thoughts that would pop up. The what ifs. What if this happens? Or why? And I would literally find myself talking out whole ass scenarios that have not even happened. I was very disconnected with myself. Very disconnected. But that's where, you know, that self-awareness, the more and more I did the work, getting back connected with myself and um, allowing myself to feel it without judgment, without thinking that what I'm feeling is wrong, which then helped me to tie, you know, to identify the trigger, to figure out what it was. Oh, Okay. So you feel, you feel like you're being lied to based on a previous situation where you were lied to, but you were able to find out the truth. Does this situation feel familiar? Have you been lied to by this person before? Well, if you haven't, what is it that is continuing to make you feel like you don't have security or you don't have trust? So, I mean, a lot of times you are going to have to have, you know, these conversations with yourself. You are going to have to ask those questions. Excuse me. <clears throat> Make sure you hydrate. You are going to have to ask those questions and and help yourself 
to understand and make that connection because how can you feel like you're you know you belong in this world if you don't understand or connect to yourself you can't feel like you belong to something or someone if you're not connected to them or even yourself for that matter it's really essential to you know your self-worth and it helps you like when you feel like you're connected you and not for me being able to um reground like realign myself going outside in nature sitting in the sun like sun gazing just being outside in nature to me helps to reconnect me to everything else to help me to make sense of things yoga breath work they'll be perfect for you to do in those situations um especially like if if you don't meditation is going to be different for everybody and I've, my homegirl, Ebony, she, you know, the way that she meditates is through movement. She's able to, you know, con- connect and uh, realign things for herself through movement. And not so much just dancing, just her being busy around the house. Excuse me. Or, hell, sometimes even dancing. But it's it's so essential to be connected and to understand that connection that you may need to have with yourself and with others. Next one, acceptance. To feel truly worthy, you really have to accept who you are to the core. Not just conditionally, like unconditionally accept who you are. Accept the fact that you used to be manipulative. Accept the fact that you weren't always kind to others. Accept the fact that the trauma did happen to you and that it was not your fault. Becoming more accepting of these things helps the process so much easier. It helps the journey become a lot clearer. We hold ourselves accountable for things that happened in the past that a lot of the times it was not our fault. And we feel like we still have to hold on to some responsibility Because if we don't, then we're not going to know who we are. So it's like our trauma then becomes our identity. We become a victim of our own shit and we have to break that. And that's where the acceptance comes in because you're learning to accept yourself for all that has happened and all that you are. And there were a lot of things that I had to learn to accept myself about. I had to accept that I was... I was not always this compassionate ass person that you see. And sometimes people may may still question that. People may still question me to this day. And that's okay. I have nothing to prove to anybody but myself. It goes back to forgiveness. Forgiveness of self. We, even though we may ask for forgiveness from others, the, the first place that it needs to start is with you. Forgiving yourself for past and current mistakes. Especially current mistakes. Because it's so easy. Like we we fuck up and we're like, oh damn it. I shouldn't have done that. What was I thinking? Why did I spend that much money? I could have used this for this. You know, being stuck in survival mode. You know, knowing Knowing that these mistakes have been made, but not staying in that 
in that mindset that keeps you that keeps you stuck in that space. Like accepting who you are is you're going to start to look at yourself differently once you let go of things from your past and and what it's attached to. You'll start to see that things are so much more clear. Affirming within yourself, I am statements. Those are things that will be that would be very useful tools. I am powerful. I am courageous. I stand strong even when times I don't understand what is going on around me. Affirming within yourself. And no, it's not going to be very easy at first because we have a hard time figuring out what the fuck we like sometimes, let alone <laughs> affirming within ourselves. So it, it can be a little hard in the beginning, but you can do it. We all can do it. And if it's, it's a struggle at first, seek out some resources, Pinterest, Google, Instagram, or start writing out just small ones each and every day. And it doesn't have to be like a long sentence. And that's what I would get caught up in. Like that it had to be, you know, that's perfectly written affirmation. No, the only thing that matters is how you feel when it comes up for you. And when you say it and when you look yourself in the mirror and how those words make you feel after you've let them come from your lips. Compassion. When you're constantly beating yourself up, you're never ever, ever going to feel worthy. And it goes back to that negative self-talk, how we speak to ourselves, what we think of ourselves. Show yourself some compassion, okay? It strengthens your self-worth. In the beginning of our healing journeys, I know we may not feel as confident with ourselves when it comes to our healing because a lot of things are coming up for us. But talk to yourself how you wish that your caregiver did. Start saying those things to yourself. Start giving yourself grace. When you make a mistake, tell yourself that it's okay, that you're not stupid. That it's okay that you made a mistake. Talk to yourself like you would your friends. Like you big them up. Say those exact same words to yourself. If you can give someone encouragement on a caption on social media, those same words that you're speaking to someone else or speaking over someone else can be said to you. Having compassion for others. Not being judgmental. Because we we don't know anybody's walk in life. So just having that compassion that they're showing up at this moment, even for yourself, that you're showing up for yourself when you didn't want to. So being able to have that same compassion for others, it definitely holds true. Trust. When you trust yourself, you um, you really start to see your self-worth. It becomes easier to have that self-worth because you're trusting what you say, what you do. You're not questioning it. Your intuition is on point. You've reached that higher part of yourself that's like, I wish a nigga would. Codependency for me. It, oh, Lord. Past relationships that fucked with my trust, 
this is something that I felt it's taken the longest for me to work through. It has taken the longest because there are days where I still struggle with trusting people and the things that they say. And me, I'm observant. So I'm going to pay attention to certain shit. Okay, you say this this one time, but then I ask you the same question, maybe two or three days later. Your answer switches up. Okay, well then what was it? What was it initially? Because that's not what you said the other day. And this isn't just based on, you know, like a dating relationship, even with your friends. You want to feel like you can trust your friends. You want to be able to trust your family. Hell, you want to be able to trust the job that you're working at. That they won't, you know, fold and have to fire your ass. But trusting others as well as yourself is a true, true act of self-love. And I wish that I had, I mean, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I'm not even going to say I wish that I had. What I know now, I know for my greatest and highest good. So I'm applying it daily and making sure that I become more aware of how I can trust people more and I can trust myself. But I do think that had those tools been there before, (laughs) if I didn't have someone who fucked that up for me. But then again, you know what? Shit, it probably would have been something else that would have fucked with my trust. A lot of it, I didn't trust myself either. I really didn't trust myself. But that's why it's so important that you show yourself that how you feel, it matters. Even when someone does not validate you, know that you have enough strength and power to validate yourself. Because you're just as important. You're just as important. If not even, you're just as important. And don't let anybody tell you anything different. So even though I mentioned I mentioned meditation before, meditation would be good in this, um, with this pillar of self-worth only because you have to be able to trust yourself enough to go into a meditative state. You trust yourself enough to not, I guess, be swayed by, um, any external factors. It's mainly internal. So I know for me in the beginning, it was kind of hard for me to do like, you know, sit by myself and do meditation, excuse me. But I do now find that I'm able to do them a little bit better. I'm able to get into a meditative state. I mean, hell, like I'll be sitting sometimes and I'll just go off in a trance and I feel like even that's meditative, you know? But, hey, we um we got to learn to have some trust. And it first starts with us, trusting ourselves. We're going to move on to respect some R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what you mean to me, okay? Being a people pleaser, I, I didn't understand how much I wasn't respecting myself and how I was allowing other people to disrespect me. And it seemed like that happened on more than one occasion. But, you know, when we respect ourselves, we can definitely create those boundaries and put our needs first because it is a struggle when you don't, know how to set a boundary. It's easier for somebody to walk all over you and say and do what they want. It's easier for someone to not respect you and your values and your morals and your beliefs when we're not speaking up for ourselves. It's easier for someone to be like, okay, well, fuck that and you. I'm still going to do what I want. But 
You're going to ruffle some feathers, but uh, that's okay. When you start standing up for yourself, people are not going to like it because again, they are used to the old you. They're not used to the new you that's standing up for yourself, that's speaking up for yourself, that's taking ownership, that's knowing how to communicate, that's being more mindful and present, that's showing more compassion for themselves and others, that's actually taking accountability for the things that they do so that they don't do that shit again to anyone else. And some of the ways that I ended up losing respect for myself, I definitely dating in relationships, you know, just I found myself leaving my house in the middle of the night. And this is when I lived in DC dating the, the serial cheater. Um, I would get up in the middle of the night and get in my car and drive all the way to the other side. See, he stayed, he stayed in Northeast. Yeah. He stayed in Northeast DC. I was Northwest. I was over off of, um, I was off of North Capitol and Florida and he stayed, yeah, he stayed out Northeast. So if I didn't hear from him, if I didn't, like he just, he wasn't responding to my texts because I kind of figured out his pattern. It would be so many times, like I would get out of my car and drive over to his house to see if he was home. And the, there would be like this, the back alley where you could drive through. I knew I could drive back there and like, I would stop. I would turn my lights off and I would stop and I would look because the way where his room was and I had helped him move into that part of the, um, of the house, like you can see right into his room. So either he was there or he wasn't, or he was there with somebody else. And so if he was there with somebody, I had to really, I would run that risk of, you know, popping up unexpectedly and facing whatever was going to be there in front of my face. Now, of course, I could I could get to his house from, from the back of the house or from the front. Me. Being who I am, I was going to knock on the back door. And I know he's probably was going to be like, oh, well, why didn't you come to the front? Because then that would have given him the opportunity to hide whomever was there in the bathroom because the ba- he had a bathroom in his own room, which was convenient for him because then he didn't have to worry about going upstairs. And um, it's like, I remember that layout of that damn house. <laughs> like it was my own. Oh my gosh, the things that we do, but... That was one way that I disrespected myself. I invested myself so much into one person that I lost myself. Like I literally lost myself with the actions that I did. I mean, putting him before my friends, just, that was just, it was codependency like a motherfucker, especially, oh God, we going to get off of him because he's going to be like a whole other podcast episode. a whole podcast episode, but just some other ways that, you know, I lost respect for myself other than, you know, dating and in relationships with the people pleasing, not putting my needs first, agreeing to things that I know that I didn't want to do, but instead that I did them because I didn't want anybody to be upset with me. Um, 
you know, not standing up for myself, especially moments when my sister and I, we would have disagreements and me, I really, I know like I'm, I'm fiery. I have like a fiery attitude sometimes. I really, I don't like arguing. I don't. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what I got to tell you and go on about my business, but I don't like arguing. I don't like any types of confrontation because I never really felt like I could stand up for myself and I never wanted it to ever escalate to where it would get physical. And unfortunately it did between my sister and I, and I think I mentioned this in another episode where she came up on me and ran and put her hands around my throat. And so I socked her in her motherfucking face and I told her, don't put your hands on me. But I realized how much I disrespected her. I disrespected myself. And I also disrespected my my mom and my stepfather in their home because of the fact that it escalated to that point. And it really shouldn't have gotten to that point. But I really, she has a lot of stuff within her that needs to be worked on. And I'm realizing that, which I've always known that, but I know it's just layers upon layer upon layer upon layer of things that, you know, she's going to have to work through on her own. I'm here for support at any time that she may need me. But now where I am with my healing, I do understand that that's her journey, her journey alone. But I disrespected myself and stooping and letting letting it even get to that point because it really didn't have to. And the fact that I did that in front of my nephew and I was setting an example for him, you know, that it's okay to put your hands on people or just that just the type of relationship that you shouldn't have with your sibling. And I, you know, of course, siblings are gonna argue, they're gonna fuss, we're gonna disagree, but it should never ever get to a point where you have to physically put your hands on anybody. And honestly, that's within and within any type of relationship. But as I digress, um, you know, allowing people to treat me how how they wanted to treat me. And I would never say a thing. I, I would never speak up and that would be at work. Um, that would be, you know, in friendships, that would be in relationships. I just, there would be instances in where I just did not stand up for myself. And I think, you know, those two things, not standing up for myself and then allowing people to treat me how they wanted to, how they wanted to, let me put the emphasis on they, but I got to take some responsibility because I allowed it to happen. I let it happen. I let it happen. So, of course, you're not going to respect somebody who is allowing you to disrespect them. And especially if you don't know how to respect yourself, how are you going to show somebody how to respect you? That it, It's not going to work. It won't work. But by learning to respect yourself, you definitely, you stop tolerating other people and how they treat you because they treat you like shit. You know, even yourself, you treat yourself like shit. And I place emphasis on that and I direct it right back to me because I have treated myself like shit. The way that I spoke to myself, the way that I viewed myself, my self-image, how I allowed people to treat me, how I treated people. That was just disrespect all around that I was letting take place and that I was doing to myself. No wonder I wasn't progressing or moving forward or having meaningful relationships with anybody because I was letting that type of bullshit fly. But when you know better, you do better. And I don't beat myself up for what has happened in the past because that's exactly that, the past. And because I'm now coming to a better understanding of what occurred and when it occurred, I know I'm not going to let that shit happen no more. I can't let it happen. I refuse to let it happen. You can say no to the things and people that you don't want in your life because if they don't bring you any type of elevation. You don't need them in your life. You respect yourself more. 
So start asking yourself, like, do you want this or are you just trying to get somebody's approval when you allow them to do the things that they're doing? Is that the case? Are you are you trying to get somebody's approval? Whose approval are you trying to get? That's the question. We often seek other people's approval. Excuse the squeaking of the... I'm, I needed a drink because <clears throat> I know y'all heard it. My throat was dry. But there's a lot of times where we we find ourselves seeking seeking the approval of people who don't give a fuck about us. I mean, not an ounce of a fuck. Not an adjacent to a fuck. And what's even more disturbing is that we keep seeking this, this approval and reassurance for people who will never, ever see us in the light that we want them to see us in. Because their light is so dim and they refuse to even acknowledge the goodness that surrounds them. We try to latch ourselves onto them in, in hopes and helping them to see that. And that's in any type of relationship, honestly. But by doing that, we're diminishing our own light. We're diminishing our own ability to see the power that we even hold within ourselves. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to do that anymore. I refuse to do that. I can't do it anymore. I'm not going to allow myself to do it anymore. And I honestly, I found myself allowing that to happen. And this is as of late, recently. But when the messages keep hitting and showing you, no, this is not what we have in store for your dumb ass. Those messages and those loud, they're going to get louder. They're going to get louder and louder and louder until it gets to a point where you're tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. You're tired of seeing the same messages. You're tired of seeing the same synchronicities because they've been trying to get to you. They've been trying to speak to you and knock on your damn head. Hey, girl, what are you doing? But. As I always say, when you know better, you do better, right? All right. So the next one is self-belief. Um, this is very important in relation to self-worth because you, you won't achieve your full potential without it. And with that, you have to break those self-limiting beliefs that you have been accustomed to year after year. Especially when growing up, um, you know, with, you know, dealing with past trauma or childhood trauma, there's a lot of self-limiting beliefs that may have been passed down or that, you know, you constantly hear that you really start to think that this shit is true. Believing in yourself, you, you know that you're worthy. Nobody else is going to change that. But based on things that you've been taught, you don't think you are. Your words hold so much power, and I've said this before. They hold a lot of power to the point where anything that you say will come to fruition. Your thoughts then become words, which then become actions, and you start to continue and repeat this pattern, this cycle that happens over and over and over again, and then you're wondering why excuse me, it's because it's the same things that's taking place over and over again. How often, now I really want you to think about this. 
How often have you told yourself, damn, I should have known better. Now, in hindsight, yes, we can say, yes, we should have known better because nine times out of 10, yeah, we should have known better. But in that moment, especially when you are in survival mode, you will do things in survival mode to make sure that you can sustain. You're going to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. You're going to maybe lie to get, you know, to get what you need. But keep in mind that these same, excuse me, these same actions that you're displaying towards others, think about how it's going to come back on you. But you believe that you need to do this to be able to to get through, to be able to do what it is you need. And like I said, this all applies to me. So when I say you do not, please don't think that I'm pointing a finger because I'm not. This is a collective you, us, we, them, they, okay? This is all of us. This is all of us. But the point that I'm trying to make, be mindful of the words that you are are speaking over yourself because you're manifesting things that don't need to happen. You're wishing or hoping that you have a certain amount of money so that you can get this bill paid. Well, you're going to keep hoping because it's not going to get paid because you don't believe that the action behind your words is going to take place. And I think we sometimes forget that we also have to do the work in order for a lot of these things to take place in our life. We want to change. We want to stop overeating. We want to stop emotionally eating. We want to stop chasing after this person who doesn't give a fuck about us. But what is stopping us? Us. We are. We're standing in our way. We're standing in our own way. Because we don't, we, we don't believe that we're worth a lot of the things that we want. We don't believe that we are worthy of a lot of the things that we want. I really used to think that I was not worthy of anybody ever wanting to be with me in a relationship or that I was not lovable or that I wasn't capable of living on my own independently or sustaining financially. I used to feel this way, but I had to change my mindset. I had to change. I was in such a mindset of lack, a mindset of scarcity that I was honestly holding myself back. And I was having a conversation earlier where, you know, with doing more research with my natal chart and understanding how my second house works for me, I have Saturn, both Saturn and Pluto. I have Libra and Pluto and Scorpio and Saturn. So for me, structure is very, 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 very important. But I understand how my scarcity, excuse me, my scarcity mindset allowed me to stay in a lot of, you know, those dark areas, especially when it came to money. I was never taught how to manage my money well. And so from that, I believe that, you know, I just, whenever money came to me, I would spend it quickly because I was always worried that I was never going to have any. But I spoke that into existence because then there were times where I didn't have any. And right now I'm not working. 
But it's not because I don't believe that I can't work. I can work. I just can't right now because physically I broke my, I broke my fibula. So physically I, I cannot do any type of physical work, but I'm doing work in other ways. But I used to really believe that I was not worthy. I wasn't worthy for you know for a lot of things, and that definitely it it played a major role in my life. To where I started to see how I was not getting a lot of things that I wanted. Maintaining a car, maintaining a place of residence, um, shit, maintaining relationships. <laughs> All because I I felt that I was unworthy. But I want you to do me a favor. I want you to celebrate everything that you do. The smallest things. The biggest things. You got up out of bed. Celebrate that. Because there are days when you didn't want to. Celebrate the fact that you made yourself breakfast. Because there may have been... Hell, you may not know how to cook. But you, you, you defeated that small goal of frying an egg and you didn't burn the house down. So I'm proud of you. You made rice without it sticking to the pan. I'm, not many people can do that. So I'm proud of you. You were finally able to keep a full tank of gas, T. <laughs> And if anybody that, that knows me well, that is list, that will be listening to this episode, y'all know my struggle that I had with my gas gauge and I will always run out of gas. You are finally keeping your car full. Those are all things that we can celebrate, no matter how big or how small or how insignificant that they may seem to other people. It's big for us because it was a time where we felt like we couldn't celebrate these types of things because we didn't think we were worthy enough to celebrate them. But I want you to celebrate yourself in all that you do. And always, always. Value. And I think this is the last one, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. No, it's not. Um, we got love next. But um, value, when you know, when you know your value, you'll, you'll stop comparing yourself to others and um, you're going to start recognizing all of your great qualities because we all hold great qualities. It just takes a while for us to recognize what those qualities might be. We may have it where someone else may recognize those qualities, or you may be confident and secure enough within yourself that you are able to acknowledge every single quality that you have going for you. Now, there are good qualities and there are bad qualities, but I want to get I want us to get out of that mindset of what a bad quality is because and then what even classifies good quality as a good quality because somebody's trash, that may be their treasure and vice versa. Shit. So, you know, like knowing your strengths and your weaknesses is, you know, and the great things that you bring to the, to the world, that's, that's pretty important. What's something that you know that you, you know, is your great quality? Really sit down and like make a list of that, you know, knowing, knowing what your values are and, and, and why they're so important to you, that 
also helps you to determine the types of people that you want in your life or just things, period. You know what I'm saying? It'll it'll make things a lot easier for you when you're able to understand what it is that you value in life. What is what is important to you? Is it family? Is it friends? Um, you know, is your job important to you? The the responsibilities that you hold within this job, you know, are those important to you? So it's like write a list of things that you currently value. And then from there, look at that often. Because I really feel like when you do that, it helps to keep you, it helps to keep you humble. It helps to keep you in check. Because a lot of times we we value so many different things that we know do not benefit us. We value staying in unhealthy relationships sometimes. And it's not that we're you know, we just woke up one day and we decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to go and get with this ain't shit motherfucker and I'm going to let him treat me like hell. No, we're not going to. That's not something that we go out and we do. It's just, and they don't always start off that way. But when you you make this list, make changes accordingly, you know, when you feel that you're you're not in alignment with what those values are. I think that is really, really important. And it's something that we should do often. Hell, even myself, I need to maybe sit back and, you know, take a a look at some of the things that I value that I find of the utmost importance to me because there were a lot of things that I didn't value. And one would think that my life was one of them. (laughs) It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. I do laugh in uncomfortable situations. That's not something I'm going to apologize for, but I do know that that's, that's not funny. Um, suicide is not a funny thing. Um, or, you know, if you have, you make the choice that, you know, you do want to to end your life, that is not something that I should be laughing at. And for that, I do apologize. <clears throat> However, there were things that I would do where you would honestly think that I did not value my life. I was such, oh God, I was such a daredevil. So there'd be times when, you know, we would take trips, me and my homegirls. And, you know, I mean, flying domestic, but because I maybe didn't want to pay for any weed there, I would roll up a couple J's. And I would make them so inconspicuous and put them in my bag that (laughs) it was a possibility I could get caught. (laughs) There was always a possibility of me getting caught. And you know, my nerves was, oh God, my nerves was running, running wild, honey, running wild. But looking at that, someone could possibly say, like, you don't give a damn about your life. You don't. You do not. Because why would you? And not only that, I was risking everyone else's safety as well. So I did a lot of reckless shit. I can own that. I I did a lot of reckless shit. I will take full accountability. But we're going to move on to this last um, self-love pillar, which is love. <laughs> because I don't want us to get too too stuck on that. Um, but you know, you uh the self-worth pillar, my apologies. Um, but you can't you can't feel worthy if you don't love yourself. That's just flat out. A lot of people we 
we misconstrue what love actually is or what it could possibly be. Um, sometimes what we think is love is not. And But for the sake of this episode, we are talking about love of ourselves. The most important love in the world is, is the, the love that radiates out of us. The love that radiates out of us, that self-love. Sometimes we don't have self-love. And so then we don't see ourselves as being worthy. You know, So we don't have the self-worth. But I do want you to know you are not alone in this if this is something you struggle with because I definitely, I struggle with my own self-love journey because I didn't understand what what love truly was. Love for self, love for others, just love, period. I thought love equated to sex. Sex equated to nothing. I didn't fully understand that. So it's a lot of stuff that I had to unlearn and relearn and then relearn and relearn and relearn and unlearn and relearn. So it's a, it's a cycle. It's a pattern. These are things that you're going to always continue to figure out. I mean, and especially when it came to intimacy, you know, I know I've mentioned this before, but intimacy was not, you know, just sharing a moment of watching a show with someone. I didn't fully understand that that was, you know, a, a form of intimacy, but love for me was honestly, it was a facade. Like I saw it all around me, but I also saw how heavy love can be. And so for me, I was always like, I always envisioned being in love was what it was like on TV. But of course I created this dreamy interpretation in my mind because then when I did get in a relationship, I was like, Hey, this isn't like that at all. I'm not supposed to feel like this. Why do I feel like shit? But in hindsight, love, it that's all a part of being in love as well. Not the real shitty moments, but you are going to have shitty moments. You're going to have those moments where you're heartbroken. You're going to have those moments where you, you don't love yourself as much as you should. You're going to have those moments where you're really trying to figure out how to love somebody else. Because you don't have the capability to love somebody. I've lied and told people I love them. In relationships, of course. And I didn't. Only because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. What kind of shit is that? But we do it. We do it. But. When I became... When I became more aware of this and um, got deeper and deeper on my self-love journey, I really, I started making decisions for me and I started standing up for myself. That's when I started to heal the codependency, you know, the abandonment, the uh, attachment, rebuilding my trust in myself, more importantly, and, you know, as well as building my trust in others, reparenting myself, healing the inner child wounds. That to me is love. That to me is self-love. That to me is self-care. Write yourself a letter. Write yourself some love letters. I I plan on doing this as well. So please don't think that I'm just telling you guys to do this shit and I'm not. <laughs> Create a self-care routine. Um, there are many ways of self-care and I want you to telling someone no is self-care setting a boundary is self-care listening to yourself is self-care 
write some affirmations. I have a whole affirmation wall in, in my um, Black Girl in Love with Herself book that I finished reading by Trey Anthony. There's some affirmations at the end of every chapter, and I want to write those down, and I want to add those to my affirmation wall. But start writing those affirmations to yourself, whether it's an affirmation that you happen to come across or it's an affirmation that you make for yourself. Write it down. Tell it to yourself daily. Look yourself in the mirror. Look yourself in the eye and tell yourself how amazing you are, how powerful you are. Journaling, because it's going to be some shit that's it's not going to rub you the right way. There may be days where you don't love yourself. You're not going to love every single thing about yourself every day. So please don't get that misconstrued. You are going to have bad days. But on those days that you don't feel that great about yourself, show yourself some grace. Show yourself some kindness. Don't allow yourself to beat yourself up even more because it's that inner child that may feel like... <clears throat> excuse me, that may feel, you know, sad because, you know, you aren't showing them any attention. So start showing yourself some attention so that way we can heal. We can heal that inner child. We can show them that love that they didn't receive because of the neglect, because of the abuse, because of the abandonment. It's a lot. <laughs> How you talk to yourself, again, is, is super, super important. Because we can speak to ourselves with full of love one day and then turn right around and be so hateful to ourselves. I named the voice in my head Bitter Betty because her ass is bitter than a motherfucker. When she sees that I'm out here trying to thrive and heal myself, she'll make herself known in something that'll happen. And she'll just keep repeating shit over and over and over again until it gets to a point where I'm tired of hearing her. But I had to get to a point where I could not let what that voice was saying interfere with the current, you know, the positivity that I was feeling in that moment. The the self-gratification, the, you know, I just, I would feel so amazing, you know? But it would be moments where Bitter Betty would rear her ugly fucking head and she would try to make me feel bad about something that occurred. Prime example, I misplaced some, like these little clip-on microphones. I was the last person with them. I take full accountability for that. I really don't remember. I don't remember where I put them. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. They were in here. They were in here with me. A part of me feels I remember also taking them and giving them back because they... A couple, some past episodes, those episodes that sound muffled is because I was using those. And so I stopped using them. But I still kept them in here with me. Long story short, excuse me, I was beating myself up because I couldn't find them. And then, of course, here comes Bitter Betty with her bitch ass. Talking about some, you should have, uh, you should have held on to them. Why didn't you put them somewhere where you knew that you'd be able to remember where they were. Bitch, I know this. I know this. I don't need you reminding me of that. And I take full accountability for that. I shut her up pretty quickly because, one, it sent me on a frenzy of, which, of course, you naturally do it. You're going to retrace your steps. But I was 
retracing them and retracing them to the point where it was driving me crazy because I couldn't find them. And then when I told her to shut up and that I took accountability for the fact that I had misplaced them, she shut up. She shut her ass up. So to me, I consider that to be self-care, self-love, self-healing, self-development, all that shit involving yourself. I consider it to be all of that. And um, I can't... (sighs) That was my ankle that popped. (laughs) It sounded like somebody broke a stick in half. But um, like... This episode, I know, like, if anything, I want people to really understand how important it is to have self-worth because I went so long without knowing what my worth was and recognizing my worth and really standing firm in what that is because I it was just so many layers and layers and layers that I had to go through in order for me to finally get to that point that I did love and care about myself, that I did honor myself. I did see my worth. I do value myself. I do value my life. I want you to always show up for yourself. And I want you to remember, you know, remember how much, how much of, just how much of of a badass you are, that you are enough. Make your worth known by, you know, just not accepting any less than what you deserve. You can ask, you can ask for people to, people are only going to treat you the way that you allow them to. So you can demand to be treated any way that you want. And if you want people to see your worth, we got to walk around and act like we are worthy. People are worthy to have us in their lives. We have to walk and talk that way. Not on some arrogant or boastful type shit, but at the same time, I'm a gift. Okay? Don't you get that fucked up. Don't you ever get it fucked up. The more and more I start to, that I know my worth and I stand in it, man, you thought I was a problem before. Shit. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. But you know, with that, like I realized that those cycles that that kept repeating themselves until I decided what I wanted, (sighs) shit was going to keep happening. I was still going to be in the same relationships. I was still going to keep the same things happening to me over and over again. And that's not even talking about romantic relationships. You know, my life as a whole getting back in touch with with who I am and whose I am, as Vaughn would say, and you know, and and what I want. That's that's helped me on more levels than I I think I can really I can explain and help me heal my inner child and my inner teenager. Because I started I started knowing what my worth was. I want you to know your worth and then add motherfucking tax. Ad tax. Because they're going to get every every bit of, of what you know your worth is. Never stop. Never stop. Never, ever, ever stop. And so with all of that, 
I do hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I know I was probably all over the place in some areas, but hey, that's the joy of this podcast because you never know what you are going to get. But I appreciate those that continue to stick with me and rock with me and continue to share my work. Please do not forget to follow, like, share, become a monthly subscriber. If you want to keep this podcast going, your support will always, always be appreciated. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for continuing to listen each week as we plant seeds within our healing garden and we just, we making shit shake in this low vibrational ass world. <laughs> but we're not a part of that low vibration and we will always remain in, in high, high vibes. Know that I love you and we're going we gonna to stick to this. So we're going to always walk, walk this journey together. So keep it breezy. I hope that your week goes well. And anything that you were able to take away from today's episode, apply it. Take the meat, leave the bones. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. Happy harvesting. Hey, harvesters. Follow me on Instagram at the Harvest Group 4, where you can learn about this episode and more. Also shoot me a message if you have any questions about the podcast or just want to say hi. While you're there, follow my personal page so you can learn more about tea and all of the other things I get into. Let's plant some seeds in our healing garden. Happy harvesting.